Yes, you're on to create or die. Trying. Welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Welcome again to the show. It's so nice to have you guys uh, back again today. Let me get our Instagram people on the show. Uh, well, I, I know we, we, we missed the uh, show last week. Uh, that was due to circumstances way, way, way beyond our control. That's quite a hectic period that has been just like that since January. So we've been trying to just balance things out to ensure that we can have a great time with you guys on the show. Uh, I trust your weekend was awesome on Facebook Live and on Instagram Live for those who are available there. Let me ensure that we do not get any kind of disturbance uh, on that one. All right. So again, welcome guys to the show. It's so much fun being back here with you guys again. It's been an interesting couple of days. I mean, that was so weekend. I was asking about the weekend uh, just a few minutes ago. Well, my weekend was interesting, and then I had um, fun with the family, my brothers and sisters and the children, um, celebrating my dad at 70 on Saturday. Yes, birthday was on Tuesday. We just uh, put together a mini birthday uh, on Saturday, and, and it, was, it was quite fun. It was something small, but it was completely, completely great to celebrate my dad. So once again, happy birthday, dad. Um, always glad to have you as a fireman. No choice, so I, <laughs> but it's always fun. Yeah, I know some man. All right, so um, I hope your Monday is off to a great start, and that uh, no matter what it is, you are keeping yourself safe, uh, especially with the uh, COVID-19 situation, aka the coronavirus. I know Nigerians are making as much fun as they can about this, but it is potentially a very, very serious situation. So the, the virus has uh, crossed borders like that. So we need to be a bit more careful about our hygiene and our environment and the way we relate to people around us. Yes, you don't have to be in a, a, a asthma suit to actually survive it. Just uh, more care for your environment and keep your hands clean at all times. Always wash your hands and don't touch uh, faces and avoid places where there's lots of crowds if you can. And then if somebody starts sneezing or coughing, you want to be in a different environment when that happens okay all right so um we're talking about something really interesting today and it, it got it got back into uh the list of things we need to talk about because um i i watched a video over the weekend uh, i mean sometime last week about it uh concerning pricing and i know it's a constant constant discussion by creatives out there about pricing what exactly is the right price for the creative outputs when are you under under pricing when are you overpricing? We have Frank Ovon, JP, joining us on Facebook. Frank, thank you very much for tuning in. So pricing is a major factor for creative. It's something of a bit of a worry for those even in the, in the, in the company setting, those who have actually set up their businesses beyond the freelance stage and are now fully operational studios and companies. Pricing is a critical factor. So how do you get it right? What are the things you should be considering? And what are the common beliefs that people have that might actually not be true or might be just slightly true regarding pricing and how to get it right. First off, before we even go too far, let us know that there is no such thing as the right price. Okay? That is a matter of perspective. We'll detail other things as the show progresses. Of course, if you're just joining us for the first time, you can watch previous episodes of this show on my page on Facebook or you can log on to www.anchor.fm to listen to podcasts or previous episodes and this one by tomorrow morning for those who miss it. Omodara is on Instagram. Omodara, thank you very much. My co-host number two. How are you doing now? I say, how are you? Eh? I, 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 hello today. 
Kathy <laughs> Lodge today. All right, all right. Thanks very much for joining us, Dara. It's always glad to have you on the show today. And I think that's something uh, that Dara might be completely interested in since you deal with uh, small and medium scale enterprises and their, their growth and branding. So pricing becomes another thing that you as a creative will fully understand. And I'm sure your clients also, also have that at the back of their mind. So um, you can watch a previous episode on my page or listen to a podcast on www.anchor.fm. And that same podcast is available on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, and the Radio FM, several other platforms that I'll share on the comment section that you can listen to the podcast in. All right, so as always, it is not a lecture, it's a conversation. I'm going to give you some things and I'm expecting questions, comments, and contributions regarding it because we are here to grow ourselves and learn a lot more as we can about creative and this whole creative enterprise that we have decided to be in. All right, so without much ado, let's get on into that. Now, we will be looking at some things first and foremost. Um, um, the, the factors that you should be considering when thinking about pricing for a, a, anything that you're doing as a service for a, as a creative person. So it, it's important to look at factors all over the place. Uh, first, pricing is a creative industry's, um, uh, pricing for the creative industry is not exactly uh, an easy thing uh, because it's not just about the economics of the business, all right? It is very, very intimately connected with customer perception. That's one thing to note very clearly. Uh, pricing in the creative industry is not just about how good you are, it's not even about the economics of the situation. If the prices are, uh, things are expensive in the market, it doesn't mean you can just raise your price accordingly as a creative person and get that to come in. Perception plays a key role. Customer perception plays a key role in your pricing structure. And then also the enterprise position in the market determines. I mean, we know some boys in quotes, some companies in the creative industry can charge higher, way higher for things that people that haven't been in the industry for long cannot even dream to charge. All right. So uh, industry position as well as customer perception plays a key role in pricing. That's a guideline that we need to put at the back of our mind, all right? So devising a, a pricing policy uh, as either an individual or a company is one of the most important decisions you would ever make as a creative enterprise, all right? Um, and that that's, that's will determine between, that might help determine uh, between the success or failure of your business as a creative enterprise. Pricing has significant consequences, okay? Not only in the short term of regarding your income, but in long term, regarding perception of your business. Remember, we talk about customer perception being one of the key factors to determine price in the creative industry. So it's also in a long term thing that you can be. You can build your perception over a long term, and that perception might be negative or positive depending on the way your pricing policy is from the very beginning as a creative person. Whether you start this as a, a, a young freelancer who is taking on every job and cutting prices anyhow just to get their foot through the door, or you are this fresh out of school guy who has gotten some money and established his own studio and decides to charge premium like all the other agencies are doing because you think that's the best way to go. Ultimately, long term would create the perception that people will have about your business and the services that you offer. Okay? So put that also into consideration. Um, because as a creative enterprise, and that applies to every other business out there, your primary goal beyond serving and solving uh, problems for people, serving people and solving problems for people, is to make profits, okay? You want to be profitable as an enterprise. We have talked about this before. If you are not making profit, it is difficult to create. 
seriously. Your profit is what you use to buy your equipment, is what you use to ensure that you can actually create. It's what you use to ensure that you can focus on creativity and not be worried about certain other things around. So ultimately, being profitable is the reason why you are in this business. Otherwise, you won't be in the business. You'll just be somewhere in the forest rendering your creative outputs. Even then, you're going to need money. All right? So, um, so unless you're making money and you're making profit, you really don't have a business. You have a hobby. And even then, you can only keep a hobby up for so long if it does not have financial income. All right? So, Tony, I get to my is tuning in on Instagram. Tony, thanks very much for joining us. All right? So, uh, an optimized price will ultimately have uh, the highest impact on increasing your profit. If you, have, if you charge higher, ultimately, you'll be able to make more profit. All right? And that sounds obvious. Uh, but... Um, you are spending your time and creativity and energy to provide some value to your client. And that is actually worth a lot. Okay? And you do deserve a lot, but that doesn't mean that you immediately have to go all out and get that particular lot from one or two clients. Okay? You, yes, as a creative person solving problems for people, using your energy, your creativity, and your time to solve problems for people, you do deserve to be compensated fairly. Okay? So that you actually make profit so we're not going to talk about whether creative people are not supposed are supposed to make millions or not to make no when you're solving problems you deserve to be a billionaire all right let's get that shit out when you're solving problems you deserve to be a billionaire so let's look at some common beliefs by creative persons and even people in general business regarding pricing all right and a lot of what we're going to talk about now will be a lot more uh, of what creative people actually say to themselves regarding pricing Okay, so the common beliefs here are one, a higher price means better quality of value. We have heard it said before, uh, the higher the price of, of something, then the more valuable that thing probably is. Um, that depends. Okay, let's dispel that belief quickly. It is not a set in stone situation where once you uh, something is expensive, that automatically means it has a higher value. No, perception plays a key role in what is valuable and what is not. All right. Somebody buys a product or a service for 10,000 Naira, and then another person is willing to pay 10 million from that person. Say, look, I know you bought it for 10,000, but I can pay you 10 million only because that other person has a better perception of the value of that thing. Okay? Now, it doesn't mean the person that paid 10,000 Naira for it has actually bought something valueless, all right? And they have, they have lost something. It's just that value perception varies from person to person. Okay, so a higher price doesn't automatically connote value. And then before you raise your price arbitrarily as a creative person, I realize that value is perception. Okay, so why you might be thinking that you are the author of things since, uh, since fried rice, okay? And that, but let me just say, why you, you might think that you are the things since this present hot season in Lagos. Well, anyway, I realize that if your clients don't see it, if they don't perceive that in what you're rendering, if nobody else sees it but you, then that's your perception is completely off the mark. Value of a thing is uh, at least agreed by two persons. Because for it to be valuable, somebody else beyond you has to be able to appreciate it or want it for it to be that person. So a high price doesn't necessarily mean quality, whereas if something is more valuable, yes, most likely it will attract a higher payment price. Okay, number two, uh, common belief. Don't be cheap, it's bad. Well, uh, let's make that not a 100% thing. Most times, yes, um, 
you shouldn't just be cheap for cheap sake, all right? Um, but with the right system, cheap can bring you volume, and volume can bring you higher margins, which in turn brings you better profits, okay? So again, back to that perception thing, cheap is a matter of perspective, all right? For some people, a 10,000 Naira um, slippers, all right, bathroom slippers is cheap. To some others, it's expensive. So it's a matter of perspective. All right, now, with the right kind of strategy, with the right system in place as a creative person, you can offer cheap services to build volume, all right? That system that we're talking about is a system where you can render these services faster, or you can deliver these products faster. Hence, making it cheaper for you to actually get the services off the ground, which means you can attract more volume because you have not dropped quality simply because you're doing it cheaper. You just get more volume in, and that raises your margin, and then you can make profit. However, don't be cheap for cheap sake, okay? Don't just uh, draw a line and do it something sharp, sharp, and say it's cheaper now, okay? If it is cheaper now, that means it's still the same quality, but at a lower price. That is simply what it means. Cheaper does not mean worse quality or should not mean worse quality, okay? That's number two uh, common belief. Number three, you are told to never work for free, all right? Uh, that, again, is not a universal statement that can actually be held on to. Pro bono is a great strategy when used right, okay? It can help you abuse certain things for, your, for you and your business. It's tricky but it can help you and your business. We'll talk about how it, it's used in the variety of ways lower. Almost every designer that you know right now, almost every creative person you have ever encountered right now who is big in the game, at, at some point in their life, while they are coming up in their industries, done things for free, all right? Build a CV, uh, build an experience, learn to do this thing right by doing things for free over a period of time and gradually begin to get paid for that thing till now they are charging several millions to do in the book. All right, so you can work for free. Just do it with a strategy in mind, okay? Number four, um, it has to be a fixed price across board. Pretty people are told that, look, if it's this price you charge for this, then that is it. That price should be, no matter who you are talking to, just keep the price like that. However, no, even across supermarkets, prices vary for the same product, all right? Go to supermarket in the same town, in the same city, Across them, prices for products are different. Let me recognize the presence of Cassandra Akoride uh, Obiko and Andreas Kobert, as well as Saburi Akindele, Saburi and Oluwa Tosin Omo Yedele. And Grace's Cake joined us also on Instagram. Thank you very much for tuning into the show today. So you cannot really uh, uh, get a mindset of a fixed price across board. What you may have is a fixed cost, all right, which will help you determine how low you will not go further than. Now, so in other words, if a product costs you 100 naira to make, okay, and you're trying to sell it for 1,000 naira, you know that whatever happens, you're not going to sell it lower than 200 naira. So what you can have across board is a fixed cost, something that covers your cost and gives you a little bit of margin. Every other thing is usable, okay? So you can't have a, a, a fixed charge that you just refuse to go lower or higher. That doesn't happen, even in agencies. Award-winning agencies in Nigeria and, 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 and abroad, um, they change prices depending on the clients. So we'll talk about this as a strategy later on as we go. Okay, number uh, five, um, common belief. 
no one can ever pay you your true worth. All right? Yes, we hear that a lot as creative persons. You are worth a lot more. In fact, nobody can ever pay your true worth. It's often used by clients to actually tell you to accept far lower than you actually worth. All right? Because it's more like, uh, you know, I cannot really pay you. I, mean, I cannot pay you how much you really worth. And so just take this 5,000 there and do the logo for me. Eh? I know it's worth more than that. I can never pay you your true worth. Uh, well, it's not true. You can actually get paid your true worth. It's just that the people that can pay you are like, um, as hard to find as uranium, you know? They're not exactly everywhere. They're explosive in, in the uranium sense of it. Uh, granted, only a small margin of creativity will ever get to be paid their true worth. That's the truth, because creativity is something intangible. It cannot be valued even by its time, even by the skills or the tools you use. It can't be actually valued according to that. So getting the true worth is actually not that easy. And besides, uh, who determines your true worth as a creative person? Who or what determines your true value? Is there a, a true value for all creatives? That would imply that all creatives have the same level of skill, the same level of knowledge, or the same level of experience, which is absolutely not true. So who determines your true worth? Now, if you think that uh, you are worth 5 billion naira, and somebody thinks that uh, 1 billion cuts it for them, that that is exactly what they are truly worth, does that make you better than that person? Not necessarily. It's all just a matter of perspective. That's the truth, all right? So in, when it comes to paying your true worth, it can only actually be determined by you. And it's even inexhaustible. It's not something that can be fixed. Your true work today will not be your true work tomorrow. Your skills may have changed. Your experience would have changed by tomorrow. So your value, your worth will automatically change as well. And then why do you want somebody to pay your true worth? Are you on sale? <laughs> somebody buy you? Or any which way, whatever it is, your true worth is something that will continuously change. And you will definitely be able to find who will pay the true word for your creativity for exactly what you are able to do. It's just, it's not a 100% thing. Okay? So, number six, um, you are told to never raise your price anyhow. Don't, don't raise your price anyhow. Right? Well, actually, you can. Just know that if you raise your price arbitrarily, it has consequences. Okay? The positive side, clients may smile at your new price and pay off because they already know that what you're giving them is worth a lot more than what you're even charging, what your new price really is right now. Or negative, they will say, we'll call you back, and they never will. Okay? And I'm sure you have experienced that before. Those clients that you have just told the price, and they say, eh, okay, that's how much it is. All right, don't worry, we'll get back to you. And the next time you hear somebody else has done that particular project for them, they just won't call you. So there is a risk in uh, raising your price any uh, arbitrarily. But there's also the potential for winning. The risk there is 50-50. Clients might say, all right, no, I'll give us a reason why we should. And they give them a reason, and then they pay you. Or they say, you know what, no, uh, two shops down the line, uh, this is where we, the price we got for this, and we're not going to be able to pay this. So thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay? So there's a risk in it, but it's something you can actually do. So now let's go on to the proper uh, issue of pricing. How do you get it right? Is that even the concept of the right price for creativity. Okay? Uh, is tuning in on Facebook. And Banjoko Hit is tuning in on Instagram. Banjoko says, facts only. Okay? All right, seriously. So, um, we talk about things like this. Don't surprise anyhow. So, um, the basics of pricing now. Let's look at pricing proper. 
Now, we're not going to be able to say, you know, for logo design, this is how much you will pay for poster design, for photography, for video production, for video editing, for carrying the camera, for, for drawing this or that, and doing a comic book, this is how much. No, we're not going to talk about fixed prices. We're going to talk about things to consider, things to note, to help you formulate your own pricing strategy. Because know this as a fact. No company exists with a fixed price and that they don't constantly have a pricing policy or strategy about it, all right? A lot of factors influence pricing policy, and then we'll discuss some of them here because they will affect you as a creative person as well. Now, all pricing for industries across the world, creative industry included, are based on specific models. So there are several pricing models that people walk around with, and oftentimes these things are mixed. I will list some of them right now. I'll list about uh, six of them here. So these are things that guides your pricing, okay? The things that you use as the basis for forming the right price you want to charge your clients. So number one, value-based uh, pricing. That means you look at the value of what you're offering to you and to your client. In fact, primarily to your client. You know the client first, and you know yourself second, and you base your price on the value. You know you only spend two hours on doing this thing and then it costs you around 3000 to make it. But the client values this thing so much, you know that they will pay you one million naira for it. Okay? So for, 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 so for companies, particularly in the luxury business, this is a key model, the value-based. Why do you need to buy the diamond watch? Why do you need to buy the diamond ring? Why should your phone be encrusted with diamond or gold? Because the client values it. Not because the gold is more expensive and then they can take it and then go, uh, I don't know, make it an investment. No, the client knows the value or feels the value of wearing a gold wristwatch. Okay, so the value-based pricing model means you look at what your client is willing to pay, not even what you are willing to take, but what your client is willing to, to pay based on the value perception they have of what you are offering. Okay, so there's that. That's one. Number two, cost-based model, all right? The cost-based model for pricing is more to you, all right? And then the second part is to the client. Let me give an example. Um, you calculate the cost it takes you to offer the service or the products to your client. That's the first thing you do, and that is what now formulates uh, the actual price you're selling. You know you printed the comic book for 200 Naira per copy, and you know you're going to spend 100 Naira on distribution for it, and then another 100 Naira on logistics for everything else, and then packaging is maybe 50 Naira, and then you need to uh, do some marketing and things for it, maybe another 200 Naira on top. You calculate all your costs, and then put a margin on top of that, and that becomes the price of your product or service. Okay? For services, it's a little bit more tricky because how do you value time? Okay? Uh, I know a, a few principles back then was given in terms of um, go back to your highest paying project and calculate how many hours you actually spend on it and divide your hours, divide that particular amount by the hours you spend on it, and then that might be your premium charge per hour. So for your services, calculate in hours, okay? That is, either way, it's cost-based. Now, the other part of it, of cost-based uh, pricing to your client side is this. Um, no matter how much it costs you to produce something, if your client is still going to have extra costs to make this your uh, your solution work for them, then you have got to consider their own costs in pricing. 
Say, for instance, I'll go to the comic book end of things, the publisher here. As a publisher, you're trying to put out a 20-page comic book, and you know it's going to cost you 800000 to get this thing printed. Okay? And then um, you find out that the person who's going to letter it, in fact, the person who's going to uh, write it's already asking for 300000 naira. Okay, and then the artist is asking for another two fifty k, and then the color is asking for another four hundred thousand naira, and then graphics one hundred. You realize you are actually going to spend more than double, uh, more, more than what it takes to print the comic book to actually get the pre-press ready. So, as a, a solutions provider, you need to consider what your clients need to add to what you're providing before it becomes profitable for them. And note this. No matter how much you want to look at it, if your client does not succeed, they don't come back to you. All right? And one of the things that for a long while in the Nigerian comic book industry, uh, we, we had a lot of problems was that people spent so much time and so much money on producing their first edition that they make no profits and then they are unable to publish the second edition. Now, look at it as uh, how that pays you as, say, for instance, an illustrator. So you have collected your 200000 naira for that 20-page comic book, and you're off, and you've spent the money. That is a one-time client you'll never get again because he couldn't print that comic book, or he printed it and couldn't distribute, or distributed and lost. Now to sell at a loss. So basically, you should choose that coming out, and you are out of one more client. Okay, so put that into consideration when costing or pricing for your products or services. So you can have that model as well. It's a cost-based model. Remember, all these models is not one way or the other. There are things you probably graduate into or even mix and match as you go on. So we have mentioned one and two now, value-based uh, pricing model and then cost-based pricing model. Number three is industry-based pricing model. Okay? And we have heard this before. And when talking about comic books, particularly that's an area that I, I know quite well, and even animation, uh, you have things like, okay, this is how much um, the rates per page is in the U.S., uh, the rate per page in Nigeria is this. They have standard rates that the big companies pay for this thing. So the industry seems to have set a standard rate for specific services or products. It simply means as a creative person or as a producer or problem solver, you might not be able to price higher than that industry base if you wish to compete in the market. Okay? In fact, it would be much better for you to actually go lower. Okay? So... Uh, oh, wow, quite a lot of people in there. Well, Kinsley Mama is joining, as well as Abdul Motali, Babubaka, and Cassandra Okote. Cassandra, thanks very much for tuning in today. Okay, glad to have you. Now, we're talking about value-based pricing model, cost-based pricing model, and then the industry-based, where you look at your peers, people operating in the same industry that you're in, how much are they charging for this particular product or service? And then you try to work around that, okay? Because... Quite a lot of businesses and creative enterprises have failed because they enter the market thinking to bring in a new price that is higher than industry uh, charges and then they couldn't adjust quickly and the business had to shut down. I've seen that happen to a lot of businesses, creative businesses actually. So you might want to have that also as one of the uh, pricing models to consider, industry-based. Okay, that's number three. Number four, um, enterprise structure-based. Your pricing okay, will be affected by whether you are a sole proprietor, you are a single freelance person, or you have a studio company you are working with, or that you have set up that is operating in there. Because, um, um, I mean, you can easily see this in, in several businesses. While a company might want to do a storyboard, for instance, for around 100K, 
or 200k, all right? Uh, a freelancer will just be okay with 50k. We just want to do that with 50k. So it depends on your the structure of your business presently. Are you a single person? Are you a freelancer? Are you a sole proprietor in your business, or do you have a studio with rents and electricity bills and then housing uh, stuff and the insurance stuff and things to pay? If you have those, your pricing will be different. It's the same reason why Mama Put and Mr. Big charge differently for the same rice. Okay. So it's about whether it's a single setup or it's a larger establishment. So you might want to also consider that before putting your price out there. If you are an individual and your, your clients see you as an individual, you might be limited in how you can price. Until you set up a structure or a business entity, then your pricing model changes. Okay? So that's number four. Number five, strategy-based pricing. Okay? So... Um, We've talked about all these other pricing models and how they can work effectively. However, the number one thing that would work for any, anybody in the creative enterprise or in any industry at all is strategy. How and why are you doing this? You know, how do you do this and what's the purpose? How do you make sure it works for you? Because you have got relationship to consider, you have got visibility and advertising. That, I mean, you, you have heard this before about advertising that money can't buy. All right, word of mouth, one of the best things that can happen. Sometimes you just need to get your product or your services out there so that it can be seen by the real target that you want to work with. Okay, you know how it is that the person that comes to you for a particular project does not really appreciate it, doesn't even know, but that person has friends who appreciate such things and will be willing to pay more for it. So, would you say because that person doesn't appreciate it, you keep to that your high price and not go lower? No. Because you know the strategy is to get this person's friends, not this person. And not because this person said, I have big friends. No, you on your own have that strategy to say, look, I'm going to price myself just about the right amount to get into this place. Why do you think a lot of creative persons just go all out and make a free um, portrait of a, uh, a major star and then go and present to that star? You think it's because they have nothing else to do with their time? No, somebody's going to see that portrait in a two-faced uh, living room and go like, well, I like that. Who did that for you? Okay, can I get one of those and to be a different sort of from there? So you do things based on the strategy to build a relationship, to gain visibility, and to build your own value. Okay, remember, value is about perception. And perception is created by people actually seeing what you're doing. So if you have a great idea, you have great product and things, in your mind and nobody has seen it before or it has not been appreciated by a large volume of people then you know that the value has not been uh, uh, perceived by anybody just yet but by getting it out there it builds your value and also for attraction sometimes you do that so that more people are attracted to what you do particularly if you are offering a different kind of uh, creative service that is not just the regular okay so Pricing in this particular area will be strategic. So there will be strategy behind your pricing. Okay? So while people might think oh, that's cheap, you know why. Or people might think that's expensive, you know why. Okay? Strategy-based pricing. And then this last one, uh, operations-based uh, model. Um, yeah, a business. One word that often plays around a lot of businesses is never leave money on the table. Okay? You know that the rent is going to be due soon. You know that salaries are coming. You know that the bills are piling, and you know there are things you need to pay. Your pricing will often be dictated 
by these operational requirements. Okay, and they can fail, they can vary. Okay, you have seen this before. Sometimes um, a particular service provider raises cost, not because they have added any new thing to what they are doing, but to just uh, push people away, like the volume. They want to reduce the volume, perhaps getting overwhelmed, and they need to just find time to balance out. So they raise the price to scare people off and keep the call ones, all right? And then after a while, price drops again and everybody can come back onto it. So that kind of strategy is based on operations. The company requires a lot more money, so a promo is done. Reduce costs, bring in more people, okay? Just to get the volume up and get the margin to be higher. So you have your operations uh, model uh, in, in there. You're basing it on how you're operating as a business and how to keep the business going. Okay, recognize the presence of um, uh, hand rights, brass hands. Thank you very much for tuning in. And Lulufa Kumdavungta, Lulufa Baba, Tuali, and then Thank you very much for tuning in onto the show today. So we're talking about pricing for those who are just joining us. How to get the right price, and if it's even existing, does that thing really exist? Do we really have what is the right price for a creative enterprise? Olua Kamu joining in on Instagram Live. Thanks very much, Kamu, for tuning in. So, one of the key factors for determining, uh, determining your pricing model will be having a clear understanding of how much income you need to earn to uh, meet your financial goals. That's exactly where the operational model comes in. Even as a freelancer, you need to ensure that the prices, the, the prices you're putting on your product or on your services would ensure that you are able to keep creating will take care of your financial goals or financial needs. As a business, as an individual, that becomes important, all right? Ensuring that your pricing does not price you out of business, okay? So we're only gonna talk about those kind of things uh, for, 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 for this topic particularly because it's, it's impossible to have a fixed price across all things that we do, okay? So uh, the, the goal is to charge a fee that allows you to eliminate financial stressors and then so that you can work at a comfortable pace. That's the goal, okay? Ultimately, you want to be able to price uh, your products and services to a point where when you collect this money, your mind can be at rest. You know that nobody's gonna knock on your door asking for the bills to be paid, all right? You know that things are taken care of. You know you can fully focus on the work you're doing. And we know as creative persons, it's difficult to come out with an idea if you haven't eaten or if your bills are piling in one way or the other. So it's difficult to do your best work if you are distracted by bills or things around it. So your goal in pricing is to ensure you price just about enough to ensure that your financial needs are met, okay? And then also if you have financial goals, like those financial goals are met. You're gonna be saving this particular amount every month towards this particular goal, fine. Your prices should cover that. Now, while we're talking about things that you should do, let's talk about things to avoid when pricing. Okay? Um, number one thing to avoid when pricing, um, don't charge low to beat competition. Don't charge low purely to just beat the competition. Clients who want you to do this are price shoppers, all right? And simply put, they are the worst. These clients, they hire you solely because of the low price. And then they are the ones that require a lot more convincing, a lot more handholding, a lot more editing, a lot more reviews. They are the one that gives you a lot more trouble. You find out that the work you normally do for 500,000 naira, you have decided to do it for 100,000, and six months down the line, you are still editing it. 
Okay? That's, like several weeks after the prayer was supposed to have ended, you are still being referred back to the client hasn't gotten back two weeks later, and then three weeks later they wake up and say, and we're sorry that that S shouldn't stay there. Maybe the S should be turned the other way around. All right? So they are often the hardest to please, those who bargain hunt. Okay? So for yourself as a creative person, do not charge purely because you want to beat the competition. You don't want somebody else to take your job, so you're just going to reduce your price. No. Remember the factors talk about in terms of cost, in terms of value, in terms of your enterprise, in terms of your operations, okay? In terms of your own strategy, that should be the reasons why you either reduce your price or increase it. Not to beat out the competition, because let's be honest, somebody is always going to be willing to take lower than whatever it is you are charging. Somebody will charge lower. That is going to happen, okay? That's one. Number two, um, don't take on multiple low-paying projects. Ah, that can be a pain. You know, you think, oh, okay, because it's small, a small price project, a lot of people show up, and then you say yes, okay, oh, sure. No, no, I'll, no, don't take it up. I'll take it up. Yes, I'm going to do this. I'll just take it up. You realize that at some point, you will get overworked and you will burn out, okay? Because these low-paying clients are often the most demanding. And then the thing you think you're going to be doing three weeks, all of the other, all the projects will be done, you are still battling with them months later. Okay? So don't take on multiple low-paying projects. If you're ever going to take on a low-paying project, keep them paced. Mm -hmm. All right? Keep them paced out. Do not overload yourself. Cassandra Okotia says, very true. Thank you very much. You know? So don't take on that then number three don't underprice all right we know we have said what's the right price how do you know see if you look at your value and your costs and then your operations you know exactly what the right price is for what you for your specific business and your specific time all right pricing often changes in due to time tell me if, I'm, if this situation has not happened to you before you're standing right there with the clients and then they're giving you a project that normally your last price for these things that you charge the previous client was about 60,000 naira. And you're like looking at it like, ah, and this project is going to be a bit higher. So let me make it 100,000 naira. And your client goes all out and say, well, look, Ibrahim, uh, this is really um, a very important project for me. And I'm only going to be able to pay 250,000 naira for this. Okay. What do you do? Right there and then, you are way overpriced. But you are not bothered about that at the moment. You are going to take it on like that. So sometimes uh, you actually are going to underprice, and then you realize that you could have actually get more. So don't underprice. You know what will work. And at the end of it, no matter what price you agree on, once it's agreed on, you have got to stick with it. Okay? It is not as easy as it looks to uh, to, to not underprice. Okay? But factor your costs very well for doing the projects. And then perhaps making sure that your costs are covered with a little margin on top. Once that is done, I think you will have a specific idea of what your accurate pricing is. Now, don't go below that. You'll be operating at a loss. Number, uh, number five here, don't overprice. Now, this one also is not as easy as it looks. It's risky to overprice. And if it works, it will soon be seen. All right? And I've seen this happen also. You have a client that you have given a particular bill to, and the client is willing to pay you. But somewhere, somehow, 
you know that this is way overpriced. Okay? But the client is paying you. Maybe on a retainer or something, and the client is paying you. It will only be a matter of time for somebody, all right, as a company, um, looks at it. I mean, your company, your clients are always looking for ways to reduce expenses, just like you. I mean, you're not looking to spend all your money on everything all the time. So your clients, like you, are looking for ways uh, to reduce costs. Hence, no matter how good you are, your client or some new procurement director somewhere in the company is actively looking for a better price. So if you overpriced, it will soon be discovered. Cassandra says, have a standard price. Don't bend over backwards with ridiculously low price just to get the project. Not every client is your client. Give great value and price equally. Beautiful. All right? Don't bend backwards with ridiculously low prices. Don't do it. Okay? Don't do it. Let me even modify that a bit. Don't take on a project at a price that you will be crossing the client as you get the project done. Okay? Because the only thing that can happen when you bend way backward for a particularly low paying project is regrets. You are going to feel stupid. Okay? So don't do that. Now, again, that statement is accurately true about not every client is your client. You can't get all the clients in the world. All right? Not every client is yours. We will even talk about that later on, how to ensure that the client is your client in looking at the pricing and all that. Have a discount benchmark. Beautiful, Cassandra. That is completely true. Once you have your cost ideas of how much it costs for your product uh, uh, for a service to actually be rendered, then you can have a benchmark for discounts. You know how low you can go. All right? Once you, see, uh, even at that list, one of the key things we do is to have a price and have a price we will never go lower than. Okay? Because there has to be that. There has to be a stopgap. There has to be something to pause. Okay? So that, that, that is a key thing. Right, so in all of this, what about you as a creative person? This is going to be the last thing. We have a few things to say, but I have to, uh, have to do it uh, for the next uh, edition. But let me just run through this uh, first. Um, what about you? You, the creative person, we're talking about the client things and how they perceive things and how all of that. How do you factor into your pricing uh, policies? Okay, because it's not just about I'm now a creative person, I'm working in the creative industry. That simply means I can charge this particular price and get away with it. All right, what role do you play? Here's something that makes you important in your pricing. Number one, your skill. If your skill is not up to par, if your skill cannot deliver uh, the kind of quality or the kind of timing that your client wants, then your pricing is going to be determined by what your client is willing to pay. Okay, and that's even if they engage you at all. All right, that's number one. Your skill plays a critical role in your pricing model and structure. Number two, your knowledge. I'm going to slash that with experience. How much do you know about the industry you are in? How much do you know about the service you are rendering? Okay, how much do you know about the products you are offering? How much do you know about the industry in general and what have been the experience you have? Okay, how long have you been in this, in this industry? How many people have actually experienced your services or uh, your, 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 your products? Okay, that also determines how much you can charge okay, to your clients at this point. So you, your knowledge, your experience is a critical factor in doing this, whether you're an individual or freelancer or you are a business, okay? That's number two. Number three, quality of your output. Besides your skill, you know, you know the skill is different from the output in quality, right? Because you have a variety of really awesome Photoshop and color draw users in Shomulu. But do they churn out quality work 
that's a different matter entirely. So your skill with the tools does not translate immediately to the quality of your output. What's the quality of your output? All right. I've seen people use Photoshop excellently to do crappy work. I've seen people use uh, uh, um, Microsoft Excel to do awesome designs and illustrations. So you'll be surprised. What's the quality of your output? That also will determine what price you can charge. Then number four, reliability. How reliable are you for delivery? Are you that person or that business that the client will call you and you will not pick up because you are not true with their work and you just don't want to pick up the call and talk to them about it? Can they trust that if you say it's ready tomorrow morning, it's going to actually be ready tomorrow morning? Because for every time you prove unreliable to your clients, you are actually reducing your ability to charge the correct price for what you do. Okay, so like I said, value is a matter of perception. What your clients is willing to pay based on what they think of you and your reliability is a factor in determining that. Then your relationship skills will determine how you're able to price. Do you go into a meeting frowning? Do you go serious? Are you able to communicate well with your client? Are you able to get them to feel easy about you and actually be willing to negotiate the price with you even though it's high? How good are you with relating with your clients and then also your marketing skills. Can you sell yourself? How good are you at convincing your clients that what you're offering is the best that can possibly get for the value of their money? Okay, so with all of this, it comes into you as well as a creative person. You are the second half of that pricing structure. Now, I know this is a topic that we're going to need to actually uh, blow a lot more because I've only gone through about half of my notes here regarding pricing. We're still supposed to, uh, we're going to talk about the um, uh, the base uh, base positioning matrix and the other things that go into uh, getting the dream client and the conclusions and things. Well, we'll look at those next week. We have come to the end of the show for today. We have to end this one now. If you are joining us um, right now, well, you can tune in next week or you can just get to my page and watch this episode and also log on to www.anchor.fm to listen to the podcast of this episode by tomorrow morning and all our other episodes as well on that platform across several podcast platforms as well. Cassandra Okotie and everybody else that tuned in today, Omodara Grace's Cake, uh, Banjoko, uh, Heath, and then Oluwa Kamo. Thank you very much for joining us today. Everybody that tuned in, it's always, always a pleasure having you guys on the show. Thanks very much for doing this. Let's do this again next week. Until then, you know that I've got to keep creating. Oh, see you guys next time. Be great.